Good morning, everyone. Let us jump in. The Lord be with you. Uh, my name is John Crawford. I am a member of our staff here at the table, as well as a member of the preaching team, uh, and a co-participant with you in this life that we have together in discerning what today's good news means among us. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Just jump right in. Friends, receive the first part of our good news today. In the kingdom of God, every single body holds radical equality and value. This is true in ways far beyond what we can imagine. Every single body means your body. It means bodies that have fun toys and those things among us today. It means your neighbors, the marginalized, the oppressed. It means every single one. Often we hear verses like we have some in this morning or the idea of equality from these other places and we love it. We desire, we know it's true somewhere in us and it's like a lived experience that we want. And friends, the good news is continually that that is deeply true today. It is actually the only truth. It is true of the kingdom of God and I want us to know it and feel it. Yet, We don't have to wait long to look up and see that injustice is everywhere. The injustice of certain bodies being treated as if they were not born equal from the motherly love of the womb of all life, as our psalm points to this morning. I saw many articles this week remembering the March on Washington having happened 60 years ago, mourning the idea that as much as this march and its speech celebrated, its demands for justice now were not heard and are still needed 60 years later for those whose bodies are not treated the same. The bodies of A.J. LeGuerre, Gerald Deshaun Gallian, and Angela Carr, who were not left equally while they simply tried to shop at a Dollar General a week ago today. Body of a Ugandan man, not left equally, being charged with aggravated homosexuality, held in prison with the threat of the possibility of his life. Donna sharing this weekend the danger of a family she's walking with being, with the danger of being deported, knowing full well that their daughter's physical health is at stake, if they do. And these are just some of the realities outside in some ways of our immediate community, having nothing to do with the ways that you experience this week, the way that kids you experience this week at school, seeing it happen among you with your friends, the ways we experience it at work, in our neighborhood. Or how about the internal realities that we face? Our struggles with image, belonging, value within ourselves, throw in the mix of many of our fights with mental health, and this equality and value is harder to believe even for ourselves. I know personally it's way easier to believe this about other people than it is for me many days. We're going to talk about in a moment how we face these things this morning together. But the first part of our good news stands true even in the face of these the truth that all are equal in the kingdom of God. This truth is flowing underneath our scriptures this morning. The psalm names the ageless loving God who with a maternal love, also named as the womb of life, cares for us. The love of a mother that knows the life that it bore and loves it unconditionally with great kindness and mercy. We see this truth in the Pauline passage showing an egalitarian belief of giving one another's bodies equally in a time when this was not the norm or expected to be spoken of in this way. And our gospel passage that we'll speak on more soon here, where Christ gives us the tools to stand in this reality 
Because as someone, Christ, who is present at creation, knowing full well the motherly love that bore us, knows we need tools to help make this a more lived reality, the reality that each human is valued deeply. Beloved, these things are true of you and all those who your heart breaks for as well. Let us then see what it is Christ has for us to stand up against these things in times where it is needed and receive the good news that in the kingdom of God, every single body holds radical equality and value. And when we encounter times that this reality is violated, we have been given a way to confront it, bodily presence. Presence that demands these injustices reckon with the inherent goodness of those standing in front of them. Beloved, embrace this truth and confront injustice today with your bodily presence. It's part of this good news that all are equally loved and created with worth. We have been given this tool, this way of bodily presence that forces the perpetrators of injustice to reckon with the bodies that they are devaluing. It is the way that we respond amidst the heaviness of it all, and we see it in our gospel passage and the Old Testament passage today. Starting with the gospel, let's quickly fly over. We've talked about this a couple times before, so I'm going to be really brief about it, but would love to talk more about it. But what is Jesus doing when he says, turn the other cheek, let your other clothing go as well, and go the second mile? To turn the other cheek means you have, uh, in this time, you did human interaction with your right hand. Because your left hand was, well, we have kids here, so here's the potty humor. You wiped your butt with it. This is what you did with your left hand. Human interaction happened with this hand, right? So in order for somebody to hit you, if you imagine, I'm not going to slap anybody this morning, but you're all facing me the right way. For me to hit you on your right cheek with my right hand, I would have to do what, right? Have to come in with a backhand. The way of backhanding someone was something you did to someone lesser than you a servant, a slave, someone, and you said, I, decl- I proclaim you are less than me by hitting you this way. So then Jesus says, turn to them your other cheek, your left cheek. If I wanted to slap you with my left cheek, I could either look ridiculous and try to do it like this, still get you. No, right? To hit you with your left cheek, it means, hey, I'm equal with you. If you're going to hit me, hit me as an equal. Hit me as somebody with value. This is what it means to turn the other cheek here. He says, let your clothing go as well. If you're getting taken to uh, to court for your coat, it's all you have left. All you have left is the coat on your back, and they're even taking that from you. So as you stand in court, left almost in your undergarment, they're suing you for your coat. He says, go ahead and take it off to you. Let your nakedness be a proclamation. Let them see what they're doing to you. Let them see your value, that you have nothing, and they're choosing to do this yet to you. And stand there confidently. Go the second mile. Roman guards could compel you to carry their burden for a mile, to carry a sack for a mile. By willingly going that second mile, you disrupt the power dynamic. You said, no, I'll keep going. One, it threatens them. They could potentially get in trouble for this, but also it says, I'm here and I'm human. I can make my own choices. I can do these things. Value me. These are these ways of saying like, no, 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 you can't treat me this way. I have value just like you. And then this is our Old Testament passage. I think Abigail does some of this work where she steps forward. Her husband has disrespected David, which potentially has lethal implications for her husband, for her family, and herself. And in this way of presenting herself to David, she compels him to reconsider. She uses her very presence to drive introspection. 
She knows, uh, she shows us his way of doing with our very bodies for the sake of ourselves and for others. I'm here. My body is present. Make your judgment now that I'm here. Reconsider. Do this. This way of putting bodies forward, of saying like, hey, my bodily presence shows you the quality. It's very biblical, and I would pose that we're very familiar with this work because it fills the memories in our own life and it fills our history books in the front pages of our newspapers. It happens in a weird electronic age. Those text messages of encouragement out of nowhere where someone reminds us that they are with us. It's this bodily presence that makes us reconsider what's going on. It is the moments in school or work when you see someone stick up for someone when they're being mistreated. Or when you refuse to let someone speak ill of themselves, but in the way that they need to hear it, you speak like, hey, I'm with you here and I see your value. It's the woman who stands up for herself in the workplace after being mistreated. I refuse to let you treat me this way. I have value here. Or the movement of women who chose to stand and say, me too, together. It's in the protest of movements of presence. It's in the march on Washington 60 years ago. It's in marches that proclaim that black lives matter. It is in the welcoming among asylum seekers and advocating and having bodily presence together. Do you see how these moves are the ways, oh yeah, we've seen this and we feel this. We feel the way that equal value and love and care comes when we show up with our bodies with one another. These are the ways of living this good news out that show just how true it is, that stand in the face of injustice and force it to reckon with the ultimate reality, the reality that everybody is born out of the womb of life that created all life as equal. And a motherly love is with us always, even in the darkest moments of injustice. It is out of this that we are given a path and imagination to keep fighting these injustices, to believe the good news that in the kingdom of God, every single body holds radical equality and value. When we encounter times that this reality is violated, we have been given a way to confront it, friends, and that is bodily presence. Presence that demand these injustices reckon with the inherent goodness of those standing in front of them. Beloved, embrace this truth and confront injustice today with your bodily presence. How can we respond to this today? As I've mentioned, for some of us, including myself, this injustice happens within ourselves, right? Devaluing ourselves for a myriad of reasons. Liturgically, I believe we respond to this as we pass the peace to one another today. It is our presence. You will walk up with your presence to somebody and with your words, speak over them that which is true. The peace of Christ be with you. The peace that comes from an all-loving God who holds you as dearly beloved. It is another bodily presence, the presence of Christ, speaking to you this morning that you are equally loved, beloved, and the peace of Christ is with you. This is some of the work we do when we pass peace together. We can pray. In a moment, we'll have a chance to pray in response to this, and we'll name the injustices that need our bodily presence together and agree together as a bodily presence. This is where God is needed. Then, and certainly not last, we can show up. This is what happens uh, when marches happen, and we can choose to march. We join in, and for most of us in this room, we need to join in someone else's leading, right? We need to set and say, like, oh, this is a way to be present and to come underneath and to learn here, to be present, to bring my bodily presence into this.
helping to force a reckoning that these bodies, all bodies, are equal despite what injustice perpetuates. Marches help show that it is not ideas that we are talking about, but it is these actual bodies. It is a way of being the people of God who force a reckoning through bodily presence. Another way is when we see injustice happening, we speak up. I'll never forget, I don't remember exactly how long ago in the last little bit, but when Alyssa, a member among us, shared the story of at an all-work meeting, questioning the ridiculous price of life-saving medication that her company was selling and when something might be done different. And justice is seen and said, and this medication is needed, and it speaks up, it forces a bodily presence amongst these things. And when we see it happening in someone, we can show up. We can send texts, drop by meals, send at least one good gift to them. We can choose to be present and confront it together with them. Friends, these injustices are a lot, this is a lot, but without bodily presence, injustice will reign as it can live in the ideal and never be forced to reckon with the reality of all equal bodies that are standing in front of them, demanding to be seen. This is the path of wisdom given us by God, filled with mother love that we can participate in. It is the way of Jesus, exemplified by Abigail, and we can go forward together as one body, proclaiming that in the kingdom of God, every single body holds radical equality and value. Beloved, embrace this truth and confront injustice today with your bodily presence. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit.